shop. <laughs> we always have random bullshit that happens. But this whole day has been a day of random bullshit. I'm just going to leave that at that. Anyhow, it is July 9th, Monday. It was a Monday. It was. Yep. What made, I wonder what makes uh, Mondays Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did Monday, it, it, is it just because of the weekend or? I don't know. I'm not sure either, but this is this has felt like a capital M kind of Monday. You know what I mean? Like it is. It has been a brutal. This shit is brutal. Twelve hours. Stupid, like a dumbass. Just <laughs> whatever. What is it? Is it Murphy's Law? What can go on? Like the whole. Oh, I, I forget. But I know what you're talking yeah, about. I, yeah, I, that, I think I'm probably totally interpreting it wrong. But anyhow, <laughs> what's up, Muggles? It's your boy V again, and I got Demo Joe, Indiana Steel Joe, Real Steel, not <laughs> Hugh Jackman Joe, in the building. We here mostly because Joe, this this my people. He my boy. And Glad a to bunch be back. Of people didn't. Believe me, I'm thinking of very specific cousins in mind <laughs> that like, didn't believe me. They're like, no, nah, man, he ain't really white. He ain't from Indiana. No, no. <laughs> if they saw me, I'm I'm white. Trust me. <laughs> like pale Indiana. white. Like <laughs> you see these people like that. We over spreading all this love and just good shit. Uh, what's up, Joe? What, what's good, man? I'm glad I'm sitting down with some wine with you. I know, this yo, we got fun. wine this time. Yeah, y'all. we switched it up. Ooh. I like this this shift here. I'm about to be swirling and <laughs> decanting. Oh, yeah, we have to sni- like pretend yeah. to be obnoxious and talk about the cherry <sighs> notes and just yes, make up no, words. Like, bro, this shit is grapes. <laughs> like, Bart Simpson stepped on these. <laughs> uh, like, a couple of, this, this is grapes. Like, fall back with all that shit. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I bought this wine because it was on sale. But it's not too bad. Right? <laughs> no, it's not bad at all. But then this is also another thing. Everything's on sale. Yeah. I like to buy the nice, good 10 to $20 bottle of wine. See, I'm, I'm experimenting. I, I'm like, I've worked my way up to like 30, 40 bucks. You got you to gotta know what you're tasting, you know? If yeah. I drink a $50 bottle of wine, I'm not going to know the difference right now. I don't, maybe. It's, I don't know. It's possible. Because there, there's just some shit that like people who know what they're talking about. They just put me on. I'm like, whoa, like, this actually <laughs> tastes good. Like, this is unique. And so that, that's been the thing that's been guiding me to go, yeah, man, you can start doing this wine thing. I'm just, well, this is no two-buck chuck. So at least we, we've stepped up our game a little bit here. Two-buck chuck. I want to know. See, this is one of those rabbit holes. Going, Who was the first person that said two-buck chuck? I'm not sure. Like, it's like, great. <laughs> it's perfect marketing. Like, who the though. fuck just like? Because two buck Chuck, or like when they came up with the name for that. It, it, anyhow, let's hear those air. <laughs> the world's the world is the world. Uh, they made a big ass baby of Trump up in the UK. Shout out to all the the UK <laughs> homies. Who is it? We got we got who? Chris. Shout out to young Chris right there. I hope you bought some more shoes. Tony, Tony UK, uh, Floor. Lena, there we I go. Lena, mess up and get ready to say like line. I almost said line. I got you Lena. so many times. I got you. I'm just <laughs> shouting out coworkers right now, though. That's all. That's all we're doing right now. Shout out to everybody on Caldwell. 
Conference Life. Uh, so today, Joe and I, we're not even going to talk about bullshit Trump because Trump is a bitch and fuck Trump and fuck everybody that rode with Trump. And if you think that by <laughs> proxy you're free from bitch assness by fucking with Trump, you are incorrect. You are a bitch. Uh, and I mean that in the most rude way. Like, I'm not, I'm not even here for it. Anyhow, sorry for that tangent. We're talking about dinner. dinner. Hence the wine. We got wine. Ah, y'all catching on. Y'all catching on. <laughs> and dinner. Specifically, two parts of dinner. Which one do you want to do first? So we got, like, the differences in our, like, familial or cultural traditions. Uh, I am a Negro. I am a black wizard. So I'm going to start calling you the black wizard. Oh, man. I, somebody asked me, was like, why do you identify as a wizard? Like, because to be black in the world, you got to be magical. Like, to survive this shit? Like, man, you crazy to not consider yourself. <laughs> a, I am a fucking unicorn. Like, but no, I'm a wizard. I'll be out in these streets with the wand ready. And then the five people, dead or alive, you would have, like, your ideal dinner with. Mm, I think we should do the differences between family traditions. Okay. That's going to be pretty hilarious. Are we doing, like, a, like Thanksgiving, or are we just saying... Oh, we should start with Thanksgiving, but I've got a couple of other, like, just standard meals, too. Like, normal traditions that aren't attached to, like, mm. a big holiday. Uh, curious to hear how your Thanksgiving usually goes. Thanksgivings were lit. I'm going to use, like, when my grand, my grandparents, grandma and Big Daddy were around. Rest in power, big homies. Uh, it was always mad people. I feel like that should be a commonality. Uh, I definitely always got my own little, like, section, like, because I'm a cheesecake fanatic and, like, sweet potato and yams. So, like, that was always mm. a thing that was just like, pow, I'm going to get that. Uh, it was definitely somebody getting cursed out within the first, like, 20 minutes of everybody being together. You was definitely getting the motherfucker, if you don't shut your ass. <laughs> 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 that was definitely happening. Uh, Big Daddy be like, let me get a pinch. Give me my pinch. And that was generally some Crown Royal. Mm -hmm. uh, damn, these are good memories right here. Like, running around... Uh, my grandma, she she was the cook, like the cook that went down. Uh, one of my aunts, she would make, oh, why can't I have potato salad? Get the potato salad, crack, just fire. And then, what were some of the like funny shits that would really happen? <laughs> we would uh, get ready to pray. <laughs> There was always somebody who, like, couldn't make it through the prayer. So they had to, like, just, like, fuck, I got to eat. <laughs> How long is this prayer? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, okay, you ever, you ever been to, like a, like, a Baptist church or just, like, a predominantly black church? No, I have not. Them shits are, it's lit. It's a long. Is, is, whew, It's a whole experience. Man, like, you coming in Sunday best, like, even though Jesus said, like, come as you are, or he said, like, God said, come as you are, nah. They, <laughs> you looking like prom with your wedding in one. That's how you go into church. Like, suits, press, everything. So the prayer might be like, dear Lord, I want to 
thank you for the hands that prepared this food. And then some are like, mm-hmm, yes, yes. And I want to just say, thank you for bringing us together, Lord. Yes, bring us together, Lord. You did it. And then for the next, like, 20 minutes, somebody is praying. <laughs> and you sitting there like, I 20 minutes as shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, 20 minutes. That's next level. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long ass prayer but and then when you're younger you looking at your cousins and shit like yo who's gonna break gone? first yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then once one person goes down that's it and then it's always some family drama so somebody then did some shit and just like <laughs> oh thank you for for bringing so-and-so back home to us, Lord. And then you got that one person who mad that they back and they like look up and everybody look at them to see what they're gonna say. And we just look and then it's usually somebody like squeezing their hand, like don't say no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we just have prayer right now. But you do that and then you just start eating. But we would starve ourselves. Like me and my cousin, we wouldn't eat like the night before. Oh yeah, like, prepare, you gotta fast just, in like, advance. Just yeah. straight up, like, I am going to go <laughs> Like fucking uh, Hollywood starlet diet. I'm already laughing from the differences, though, because <laughs> so my family, we're all Roman Catholic. I was raised, born and raised Roman Catholic. And uh, my grandparents are very religious. My mom and dad, though, were both kind of like they only did it because, you know, mom and dad did it. Okay. Right. It was like part of the family tradition. So they found like little cheats to technically check off the boxes. <laughs> Um, and my favorite cheat is the prayer. Mom and dad, my mom and dad love to eat. They don't want to wait. And sometimes our prayers can get long too. Not 20 minutes long though. Oh no, man. We rapping. That's, we dropping that's verses. That's next level. So our cheat, mom and dad taught me this prayer and it's simple. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. You know, that stereotypical quick little cheat and you get it done in about 30 seconds, if that, and we all eat. Man, we would sometimes have like <laughs> one of my uncles, he, at some point he was, he was like a pastor, preacher, whatever the difference is. One of those, he would like individually bless certain dishes. And be like, and these greens, Jesus. Individually. I appreciate that they've been properly cleaned and prepared. And that you put them turkey legs and turkey necks in there. Like, you'd be like, yo, fam, you doing individual shits now? <laughs> like, what? And that ham. Oh, I know that ham and that turkey going to be moist. It ain't going to be dry, Lord. Thank you. It would be like he was eating in his mind <laughs> while he was doing the prayer. <laughs> like, that should be wild. It'd be hilarious. It'd be mad funny, though. If, he, if God can create the universe, I think he can bless all your food at once, right? I, you, I, <laughs> you don't need to do it one by one. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> it was something to do it. Like, I guess like, it was just something like, it was that extra. Uh, that, that, uh. Or you will, and you will always hear when you started eating, everybody was like, no, I'm just destroying it. So I'm like, whoo, shit, you put your foot in this. It, that sounds disgusting. You put your foot in it. Oh, no. But like, no. when you hear it, you know, I don't know if it's just the slang and just growing up and whatnot. Like, that meant, like, this shit was delicious. Like, you, you stepped in this. You put it down. But it, that was always a thing. Like, I would be eating and someone would say it. And I would, kind of like, stop for a second while I'm eating. Like, no, I don't want them to put their foot in this. Even though I understood what they were saying. It was still just like, nah, I don't, I don't really want that. And then yeah. knock off some food. Uh, 
couple uncles always just sitting on the couch, just plate on their belly. They got that perfect pot belly to where it just, <laughs> it just works to where the plate, they don't need like a stand or anything to like TV No stand. shame. Nah, just it's just like, I'm good. Like remote right, in, right by him. <laughs> and then he falling asleep like every 10 minutes. But then when you grab remote, like, oh, no, I'm watching that. Like, you are not watching shit. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, just hogging that shit. Like. I wonder what what other random shit did we have? Did y'all like always sit together and start the meal at once, or was it first come first like, serve? You do the prayer first, yeah, and, and then everybody it's sit down, game. and then it's just like boom. Uh, after that, not really. I know just growing up in my grandma's house, like when she would cook, grandpa always had his little grandpa chair <laughs> that like was like perfectly molded to his shape because he was in it so much in life, and. He sat there and he was right by the t- right by the TV, and there was a couch across from him, and like it would be like a bunch of cousins on that, and then I was usually like at the table with like my grandma or my mom, and then it was just like people just everywhere. It was, just, it was always vibrant. It was always vibrant. There was never a dull moment. Like it was <laughs> it was always some shit happening. Somebody laughing at something, like um, I remember my cousins. They always had a story to tell of one of our uncles. He, uh, there was like a fan. It was hot. We like all ate or whatnot. And he caught the itis. He was like, okay, I'm about to knock out. So the fan was there, but it didn't have the like cage over it that like protects you from hitting the blade or propeller, whichever thing you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my grandma, she's like, Willie, like, well, you, you better watch your hand. Like, I don't want to hear no shit if your hand get caught in that. Because the way he was laying down, his hand was right by the fan. <laughs> and so. Like seconds go by and you just hear like boop 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 and his hand had like hit the fan. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the shit hit the fan. <laughs> and like it was just, just like, oh shit. Oh fuck. Oh god damn. He had fucked the shit up. But like my grandma didn't give no fucks. Like I told your ass. And it was just like one of those things just Never a dull moment. Like, it was just constant. Like, shit was always happening. Someone was always challenging somebody. There was constant jokes. Like, you you definitely developed a thick skin quick as hell. Because mm-hmm. there was always a joke just shooting at you. Like, it, yeah, it was just vibrant. That's, like, the best word I can think of. Just colorful. I like that word. Yeah, my, uh, my sister has six kids. So, they range right God, now. My damn. oldest niece is uh, 23. Um... And then my youngest niece, on the other end of the spectrum, just turned six. That is a huge It's a gap. massive age range. And in the middle, you've got, you know, my one nephew, um, you know, he's, he's about to graduate um, high school in about a year. Same with my other niece. Damn. All hitting. At one point, we had one kid starting kindergarten, another one uh, jumping into middle school well, you know, like junior high. two high school yeah. one college like every life milestone so when you throw that into yeah, a family dinner a and all that boiling like major life stuff happening at once it is just raging insane <laughs> that might be a direct quote from a family dinner uh <laughs> man i remember saying some shit to my mom's like once and it was thanksgiving and it was one of those moments where, like, I realized, like, damn, this wasn't worth it at all. Like, yeah, none, it never none, none of the none of the anger and angst I have is worth his ass whipping. Nope. Like, <laughs> like it's just, it just, 
I'm just going to pass on this one, guys. Like, lesson learned. Like, my, my sister will grab a spatula, you know, when they were really misbehaving, and they knew when she had the spatula in hand, that's when, mm. when shit was getting real, and they quiet up real quick. But, uh, you know, she never actually did anything with it, but it was the only way. When you got that many kids... Man, she uh, yeah. That's that's six kids. Six kids, and she's an ER nurse. Wow, um, yo, your sister is boss. She's oh yeah, valid. she's awesome. And ER nurse with six kids, and yep. then she got to deal with motherfuckers in the ER. Shit. So whenever we had family dinners, it was hilarious because you could see this tension between my mom, who loves like the traditional family dinner. She wants like that Pixar family moment, Aww. right? That only exists though yeah. in Pixar. And I feel bad for her, but sometimes she tries so hard for the perfect Thanksgiving where yeah. everyone sits down and we say grace and there's rainbows and unicorns, right? But when you have six kids, like it's that many, not it's not gonna happen. It's organized chaos all the time. So over time, that family tradition broke down to the point where <laughs> basically we say, hey, dinner starts at this time. You show up, if <laughs> you're late, you're late. <laughs> and it's like brutal. <laughs> and we just do buffet style when you've got that many. Oh, yeah. You gotta, we, you gotta we don't even have a table to yeah. fit that many. So we, we put out a table in the living room and then we have one in the main, you know, in the regular kitchen and we separate Wait, everybody. But is this in the log cabin? It's in the log home, yeah. Yo. So then, uh, yeah. So like when we do a Christmas dinner or something, we'll try to put wood in the fire and stuff. Or if we're really lazy, I jokingly put on the Netflix fireplace video that was not a very popular choice in a log home no, no. <laughs> you like technically could like shave pieces of your home off and like put it in the fireplace technically but you would not really want to do yeah that. like you wouldn't want to do it but i'm just saying like zombie apocalypse and shit you, know, you have like some tough choices that's so. true yeah that's true that's uh, it, it does heat well um but yeah it's it's really great to have the fireplace and then um have dinner I'm trying to think if I. No, yeah, I've been in a fireplace. My um, my Japanese family. I'm a firm believer in that. You make your family, and I tell people like, "Yo, we relatives. We share DNA and all that, but that don't mean we family." So shout out to my Shibata family, and uh, love love them is beyond. And it's cool to just see like different cultures and whatnot, like Japanese family, and to like me be there. And see, like, there's, like, a great-grandma mm -hmm. and grandma there. And, like, I look at my nephew, and I'm always like, yo, you mad fucking fortunate, B. Like, you the only, like, grandkid. Like, you getting all the love. Like, you better hold on to this shit because another one come. It's a wrap. But though it's definitely always a cool thing. Like, it was always fun moments. There were always hilarious-ass moments. And... I, I've always had a vivid imagination and like cousins and whatnot as well. And I remember one like maybe Christmas or Thanksgiving, was, like we always were in an anime and like kung fu, and like I mean like real kung fu movies, like straight. The words, the dubbing doesn't match up. And I think it was like a Christmas we made our own kung fu movie. Took like the Casio keyboard and we took the little. <laughs> Punch sound, yes, and like recorded it. Like, we had a script, it was like the best oh, shit that's ever. Awesome, like, it was so goddamn that good. That is so cool. And we were like purposely like making our mouths like not match what people were saying, <laughs> so like everyone had to like alternate voicing over for someone, and it, it was just so good. That's and amazing. Like, everyone went off script immediately, and like no one wanted to lose <laughs> just, just shit like that. But it just like 
that was a thing that we always ended up doing something that just ended up being creative. Mm. And then you just got all the like aunts and uncles and grown ups just like laughing and my uh, my mom and uh, her sisters they have like their own like language. It's like this pig Latin shit with like something. Wait, else. really? Yeah, it's so. Cool. I, I I still to this day can't understand it. But like they speak it to each other, it's like a busy busy boozy by the busy, and you're like, what the fuck are you saying? But they like <laughs> full on get it, and you're like, this shit is weird. But like little, that was definitely a tradition, like hearing them break it out because they didn't want anybody else to know what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So that was always really really dope. Did you ever figure out what they were talking about? It hit a point, I think, like, when I started, when I hit, like, teenage years, I started, like, picking up a little bit more on it, and kind of, like, it was like Boom Howard, blah, 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 Apple, and you're like, oh, okay, so he was talking about Apple doing blah, 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 like, you would get that keyword, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I got it now, but it's still, it was a unique thing, it was a, it was a really, really unique experience that I definitely, I appreciate, because it, it just did, it did something to me, it made me, like, look at things differently, just to see, like, all the characters, the fucking characters like just <laughs> you won't find them anywhere else but there what would you say is probably like the most unique family tradition you have it sounds like you have a couple but i'm curious like the what stands unique. out the most for you hmm. damn that's a great question the most unique and i don't i'm trying not to let it be like a vague thing or too generic uh I would think I would think I would say the banter like the banter would get Sounds hilarious like, yeah. cuz like yeah you get that like oh how school blah 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 but there was always like this extra thing to where someone said something and it like mm-hmm. triggered everything be it no. good or bad and it just like blah 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 and you got like <laughs> 60 people just like yelling at the top of their lungs to just like constantly and then it always 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 turned into like a dance party somehow somehow like some michael jackson came on and it immediately was just like boom that's probably not unique to like every black family but like the way it happened like the Mm -hmm. transitions that's what it is like the transitions and how moods would go like that that was definitely the most unique thing probably on my end the most unique thing isn't tied to like a christmas or thanksgiving and it's like kind of off the wall but uh you know we had uh charlie he was he was a beagle and he was a great dog um, oh, beagles, I love beagles. Oh, beagles are great. But Charlie, for some reason, loved my mom's mustacholi. <laughs> my mom makes, like, excellent mustacholi. It's fucking awesome. It is so good. Never had it. And um, it's, it's amazing. And every time she'd make it, Charlie would literally howl until he got a little bit of it. Yo, that's dope. He would freak out. And we're, we're trying to figure that, yeah, no, straight up, like, just... Would not stop until he got yeah. the food, and we tried waiting him out the first couple times because we're like, like nah, we're like Charlie, we're not giving you pasta. And like, what the heck is? What, what's wrong with you? You know, what kind of dog? Have you ever seen a dog eat pasta? Like, it's the weirdest thing. This. So the first couple times we try to wait Charlie out, but then he doesn't shut up, right? And I'm talking like at least an hour and a half of just him freaking out. Yo, they get committed. They, they are committed it, dogs. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie was all over that. So finally, we give in. And it got to the point where he basically got the setup just like he was at the table. <laughs> um, he got his own serving on a plate, and he licked that plate clean. Yeah, the man. pasta. And I'm not just saying he licked the meat sauce. Oh, or no, he just like, ate it's coming, the whole me. thing. The veggies, the pasta, the sauce, the meat, Yo, the whole shebang. So it's probably dope. the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but that was probably <laughs> our most weird, off-the-wall, unique family tradition. See, that, that'll be me because, like, I got my dog, Prince Connor. Connor, you 
can't. Yeah, you'll hear this because your ass is always with me. So, <laughs> love you, little homie. But yeah, there's like a thing to where I know I would do that with my dogs. Like, they told you, uh, I mean, like, Charlie, Charlie did die of diabetes um, <laughs> when he was 12. Like, Charlie said, I'm going out. I'm Charlie, going out Charlie lived the life, man. You know what? He was fat as fuck, though. Oh, my God. Towards the end. Yo, I love dogs like that. I love when dogs get in that old age. When they get, like, grandpa age dogs. Oh, yeah. He didn't care. They're like, shut the fuck up. He was really fat. Dude. <laughs> it's probably that, that mustacholi. But you know what? He lived a great, happy yeah, he life. he went how he wanted to go. Like, yep. Dogs, are, they do it right. They do it right. Now we got switching up the gears and whatnot. Skirt, skirt. Dinner. Your perfect dinner. Now I'm not gonna say perfect, but who are those five individuals that you would want to have at your dinner? And like, why? Like, what would you talk about with them? Oh yeah. So for my five, it's definitely not the perfect dinner. Or do we go? Let's do one each. We'll one each. Oh cool. I like that. Cause the way I picked mine, just real quick, was. Uh, I kind of wanted to recreate the chaos that I spoke about of my usual family dinners mm-hmm. when you've got all the kids talking all at once and they're all going through different life stages. It's a complete mess and you've got people that have very different opinions, very different views. Some folks in my family are, are pretty conservative. Others are very liberal and they're Bernie Sanders people. It's just hilarious getting those kind of folks into one room and just sitting back and watching what happens. So. My picks are, are pretty pretty off the wall, and we'll see. But the first one, I'm going to start, you know, pretty usual, nothing too crazy. But my first one, of course, is Barack Obama. Uh, not an unusual pick there. Um, but I picked him mainly because um, I think he would represent more the, the liberal side of the discussions I'm used to at my family dinner. So he's he my first be, pick. He's, like, moderate, though. He ain't, like, liberal, liberal. liberal. Well, that's what's but funny. I, like, by some of my family's standards, he's, you know— a far left socialist, which is hilarious because I think you're right. I mean, um, he's like so centrist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at his views on, say, you know, deporting people, and you look at the deportation numbers uh, under the Obama administration, and they're, they're yeah, not low. Let's put it that way. I mean, they ain't low. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, for my family, it is funny, like talking to someone from California, someone around here, Obama's the centrist, but back in Indiana, he is basically almost a Marxist. It's hilarious. <laughs> it makes no crazy. sense. It's nuts, but it's totally <laughs> how people insane. view him. Um, so yeah, he's my first pick. What about yours? Uh, that's funny because I got his wife, Michelle Obama. Oh, wow. And we didn't coordinate beforehand, so this was yes. totally... Uh, See, okay. Look, this is what it is. I, in my life, I have had great examples of strong... Not women... And more so, specifically growing up, mostly strong black women. And there's something to, uh, there's something to the female black woman's ability to have a level of strength that I don't think anyone else will ever have. Mm. They have a, 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 understanding of what the fuck is about to come even if it it yeah nothing prepares you for being president of the united states and first lady or whatnot no, nothing just the level of eyeballs and everything on you no, nothing will prepare you for that there's just a way in which i feel like i can identify when i see a 
black woman in a position like that mm-hmm. to where how they seemingly always know it's bigger than them. That like it's that Michelle Obama to me, she seemed like she always constantly understood that it don't matter what I do, someone's going to try and take it and just like turn it. And not to say President Obama, Barack didn't know how, didn't understand that. I just think that her, uh, her knowing that my husband is going to deal with some shit that no one in this universe is going to deal with, and by proxy, that's going to affect me. So I have to hold on to another level of like love, empathy, guidance counselor, therapist, and wife and mother all in one. And I just think already women have like a very, a much more comp. I don't want to say complicated, or they have more things to deal with Mm -hmm. society-wise. And just seeing her and the way in which she just constantly seemed to just glide, just float, just like, "Uh uh-huh. And just, like, nothing ever seemed to stick to her. Like, nah, like, let me just wash this off. And she, to me, she seems like she was always the smartest person in the room Mm -hmm. as well. Even if Barack was there, like it seemed like Michelle was the one who was who really because I remember hearing someone like, "Oh yeah, she should run for president." And I was like, "Hell no, she's not running for president." They're like, "Well, I'm like, she's too smart. She's too smart to do it. Like she's too." I feel like Michelle Obama will look at look at him like, "Hell no, nah. like, <laughs> deal with this shit." Like, no, nah, I'll figure out another way to do what I want to do. And yeah, I, I would I would love to hear her her like rebuttals or comments or expressions if she was in a dinner setting with me yeah that'd be that'd be a really interesting uh like discussion too that you would have one-on-one with her and it makes me think like you know when i picked obama directly i was mainly picking it to get it ready for my second pick so obama by himself i don't have very much of a reason yeah like you had a clear reason for michelle the reason why i picked obama is because my second choice is ben franklin And I wanted to put, you know, one of the most powerful presidents in our history um, right next to Ben Franklin, who owned two slaves and kind of came up with the, you know, idea of so many elements of America as a founding father and kind of envisioned a presidency that was far weaker than it's become today. Yeah. Over the last, especially over the last, like, six to seven decades yeah. um, and just watching his mind just be completely blown. <laughs> what the fuck? And having that conversation because I think we we obviously have a, a tendency when I say we I mean Americans in general of, of creating these myths that just aren't true with our, our history all the time. Yeah. We've, we tell ourselves lies all the time about it and you know if you actually put yourself in a room with Franklin there are certain things you'd love about the guy don't get me wrong and, and some of his ideas still do stand the test of time. Yeah definitely. But he's a guy of extremes. A lot of his ideas don't. <laughs> no, oh, you, oh very, um, yeah, I completely agree with that. And watching him react to the fact that he's going from a world where he owned two slaves. I was just Googling this a moment ago to make sure I was right on that number. Um, and sit him down next to the former president of the United States, Barack Obama, and watching that insane conversation happen of this man, kind of realizing, like, this is what happens when everyone is treated equally as much as we can today yeah, we're still I, trying I to get to, to that point we have so much more to go but we're a hell of a lot close, closer today than we were during franklin's time no doubt about that 
uh, I'd be really curious to see how those two would chat during dinner. And I'd, I'd expect chaos, frankly. Oh, I don't think yeah. it'd be a good conversation, actually. I think actually. Ben would be like, I ain't talking to him. Yeah, Ben would freak <laughs> out. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> and I think a lot of folks would assume that, you know, he would be an honorable person about that discussion. And I, I don't think so. I think it's just too much of a, uh, of a change in the last I don't look at two and a half centuries. All you motherfuckers who hear this comment, y'all can get as butthurt as you want to. But I'm going to just tell you like this. Any, all the founding fathers, I wouldn't fuck with any of them. These, these motherfuckers, they wouldn't like me. They no. wouldn't give me two, two seconds. These motherfuckers said I'm not even human. Like, yeah. kiss my ass. Your property to them. Like, get on with it. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, my next person, Leonardo da Vinci. Ooh. I I have a deep, deep fascination of da Vinci. I think da Vinci is something to the whole, when you hear that whole statement, like, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. And... I, I always think like, okay, well, he was a jack of all trades, but what's that thing we would consider him a master at? Was he a master painter? Was he like a master scientist or designer or like kind of philosopher? Like he did everything that you, he made the whole idea of like the Renaissance man, like that that's him. And he's someone that uh, I've had a weird or uncanny like attraction to knowing more about because for some weird reason I feel like I can it might help me and just mm-hmm. interest or like the way I might think or just like how my brain might operate it feels for some reason I don't know what it is I haven't been able to pinpoint it yet as to why I feel like learning more about him would help me and he seems also like someone who I just started reading the uh, Oh my God! Did I forget his name. Walter Isaacson. I want to say his name is writer. Does all like the really awesome biographies. Did the Steve Jobs one. Oh and, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking. About. Uh, he he just he did one on Da Vinci, and I just got that. And I just started reading it, and it just like this dude who just was curious. He just always curious, and just always wanting to like let me make, let me make, and that's something that has hit me a lot, probably my whole life. But then just getting over things and just growing as a as a wizard, you start going like, okay, let me start figuring out how do I start applying a lot of this? Where, what resources and where do I go? And I would be intrigued to see him, Michelle, and myself so far at the table just like talking about something and just like to get his like perspective and just to see how his brain might tick in, uh, in relation to everyone else's. Oh, interesting. Huh. Would you like pitch an idea to him? I would... Uh, I probably would. Be pretty cool to get his thoughts yeah, on an idea. Yeah, to just see, like, where his brain just decides to take it. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude, like, had, like, drawings of, like, tanks. Yeah. I think he could understand our, ver- like, the internet yeah, and, like, yeah, high like, advanced 21st like century concepts. so far mm-hmm. into something that, but it was just, like, the time that he was in just wasn't available for him or whatnot. And he's someone who also the whole idea of, like, patronage and just folks who are wealthy and whatnot being like a patron and be like, yo, I'm going to give you some money to just create awesome stuff or something you think is not like, oh, I need a return on investment. You know, you got like the Medici family who like help finance like so much of his stuff and whatnot. And like that, that's another thing that ties into it because I think that's something that the world needs a lot more of mm. today. It, it like these, 
fucking Jeff Bezos, I know most of it's in stock, but you got like $130 billion. And then you tweet like, yo, I need some ideas and to spend this money. And you're like, oh, I'm going to make some fucking rockets. Like, fam. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that's all you got. That's all people tweeted. Like, build, go to space. Like, the fuck? We're not even exploring the ocean like we should. Like, fuck out of here. Like, we, we're not going to get to Mars no time soon, y'all. So, something like that. Like, he, he seems to be have been tied to things that I think would very much help today's world. He had, like, a clear vision. Yeah. And you're, you view that it's missing from the world from yeah, a lot and of even powerful if he people. he didn't, he was able to at least, like, work towards, like, the thing that would be pushing culture forward Got or it. like whatever humanity for like he seemingly always was like in something that would make that type of difference do you think da vinci and uh michelle would get along i think so ah, okay. i only think so because i feel like his openness mm. from what i know of him now i don't know no no too much but from what I do know and just reading, and for someone to be as curious as he is, it's true. I feel like he would be just like he would be fascinated. He would be like, yo, what the hell? Like, <laughs> shit, a woman saying this, and then you also have like how women were treated back then and whatnot. Mm. Just it's, well, shit, still to this day, but back like, then, yeah, it was a whole other. <laughs> so I think that would be a very interesting dynamic. So that, that kind of actually does tie. I love how our lists have like this interesting thing because my next one is going to be Galileo. Galileo. And uh, thus far, everyone I, I'm picking um, has a strong faith in science. Like Obama was a very huge supporter of science in his presidency, especially compared to today. Uh, ben Franklin, obviously, with his background. Uh, and I wanted to pick Galileo primarily because... He stood by his beliefs to such an extent that he got locked up by the church on an island and yeah, died. Yeah, my man, he was definitely... <laughs> he, um, he was with him. And that, what's the famous line from him? Oh, but it moves. Yeah. Right? And him just keep, you know, repeating that of this notion that, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, Galileo was locked up by the, the, the Roman Catholic Church, which was a massive political power at the time. And they locked him up because he made the argument that the sun was what we orbited around. We were not the center of the universe and the solar system. And he had evidence to back it up. And he was torn apart for this evidence. And uh, in many ways, he, you know, destroyed his life standing that's by that statement. That's parallels for today. And that's another reason why I picked him, too, is because I think he's, he's an excellent reminder of, of where this distrust in science and in facts can take us. We've burned people at stakes. We've yeah. done some pretty horrific people things like, out of ignorance. Like, uh, ailments calling them witches and shit and burnt like no they're having a seizure like let's help them they're not a fucking witch you idiot yeah but but thousands of women died yeah. because of that dude damn that's crazy galileo fuck and uh even though i you know i envisioned you know obama and franklin not getting along at, at all at first and i picked galileo not because you know I, I don't think he was the most progressive person alive when it came to race relations given the time period <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to give him that much benefit of the doubt but progressive in terms of his belief in the scientific method hell yeah and i think these three wouldn't get along right away but give them enough wine and i think they'd all start to recognize that they had this common faith yeah. in science in facts to, oh, yeah. and I'd, I'd love to see that happen now albeit i might need two or three bottles of wine we'd see um but that would be a really cool moment to watch those three people talk like when that. it clicks mm -hmm. when they just look at the being and 
the thought and yeah damn yeah that that that's uh, a good one my next one is uh bernard arnaud or arnaud he he runs the lvmh group so that's like louis vuitton moet hennessy dior uh Romoa, the german luggage company and like 50 other brands dior wow. and whatnot and I'm someone I love fashion I love I love art and fashion to me is just wearable art and I like what it how it can, can transform someone how mm. someone can put something on and just like ugh and what I'm I think he would be cool to have one like he a Frenchie me and some of the Frenchies so <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like man French people I, I fuck with French people I'm like man y'all cool I don't care what nobody say shout out to France in the World Cup also, England, I'm just shouting y'all out just because y'all are trolling Trump, so I'm with it. Uh, I think it would be really, really awesome to see someone who he's like the wealthiest man in Europe or something like that. And just to see on how in the fashion world, there's characters. like There's just all these characters and whatnot, and all these egos and personalities. And just to talk to this dude and just see, like, how did you, like, constantly navigate that to build this company? It was just, I guess you can say outside of like Zara is the biggest like company in fashion oh, and wow. it's really neat and just to see on like the deals that were brokered and just kind of like he seems like someone who was like, extremely well thought out mm-hmm. and kind of constantly was always thinking of like improvement but also he seems to enjoy life too just like from the little bit I've been able to like see like what he does like in a public or whatnot I'm like yo that's dope and there's like a museum that I um he's like financing to get built and whatnot. And I think it would be really cool to kind of get that perspective of someone who he seems like he's just purely a businessman. But I would be intrigued to kind of see like art wise, like to me that seems like what drives him. And did you pick him also partly because you you kind of want to model that balance of being so creative and building things and yet still being like a real human being who yeah. can have fun. Yeah, like, there's something to that to see on how, and another thing that, I like, I absolutely love about him is, I don't remember how many children he has, but I know there's, like, two, and they both run one of the brands that they, that the family owns, and I'm like, that's dope, like, you have, like, your children who are, like, they're coming up, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, ideally, they're going to inherit this or whatnot, so, like, why not help them, like, grow and become versed in this world that they're that they have surrounding them constantly and like that those three things are the things that like really make me go like okay that's super super cool well it's a shame too because you know when you talk about family-owned businesses unfortunately the first one that comes to mind uh (laughs) so good to hear uh, an example of that going well (laughs) yeah it's something about it is neat like i don't know he could probably be like a super shady businessman or something like that yeah you never know but it's still cool to me to just see that and like i I think his son's like late 20s or 30s or something and he's running ramoa and, and just to see like how they like he never seems to be i I like to say like the old guy where they're Mm -hmm. like oh back in my day or like you need to do it like this he seems (laughs) very like open to knowing that like i might not have my finger on the pulse of this but you do so give me that info and then we're going to figure out the best way to make it work and uh virgil abloh he just became uh the first black like men's fashion uh head of the fashion house for louis vuitton and like that was that's like gigantic to, to me 
like that's fucking awesome. Like this is a designer and artist that like I've just followed since like however long I knew, and just to see that and just see like whoa like, and then it, I like the idea of how just like the culture that I've been born and raised in, especially like hip hop culture, how that's taken over and just inflicted in so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people, I just they still fail to realize like the impact that it has had and that it continues to have. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I can look at, I can go outside and see 20 people that I'm like, yo, I guarantee you 20 years ago, you would have never wore this shit. You would have never talked like this. <laughs> like, it, but now yep. you, you're doing it. So, yeah, he's definitely somebody I would want to have. Nice. And, and then I've got, I've also got a, a, a modern titan of industry here. Uh, not in fashion, though. Um, but, of course, Elon Musk Elon. is my fourth. I'm iffy on Elon. I'm also iffy on him too. I, I um, especially recently, I always felt like he's been overhyped, and that's become more and more clear recently for me. Um, but I still picked him, mainly because you know, once I have Obama and Franklin chatting, I kind of imagine this is one at a time. Like I'd love to have a one-on-one chat with Obama real quick, over appetizers or something, right? Then have Franklin come in. Obama and Franklin don't get along at first. It's clearly a problem. Galileo walks in, and I'm hoping that after a couple bottles of wine, the three of them are starting to connect over their love of science. And then Musk walks in. <laughs> and Hey, I was going to kill us all. <laughs> Musk walks in. Yeah, again, my agent of chaos here, my theme of the dinner, right? Walks in. We've got this, like, peace established between my first three guests, and Musk walks in as kind of that harbinger of some of the more pessimistic views on technology, whether it's AI, um, I will say some of the shit I'm with him though. Yeah, some of it he's I think he's spot on. It's it just Musk is such an interesting character because of his mixture of pessimism and optimism. Here's a guy who thinks we're going to end up on Mars and colonize it, but at the same time he's panicking about rogue AI. I'm like, fam, you gonna need AI to help your ass. Get exactly this. right. It's just such a strange combination of things, and he has to be the center of the room. Um, he has to be the center of attention. Um, and when I see him, you know, trying to get press coverage about his his dream to you know his quick little plan i should say to build a submarine to help out those kids and uh oh yeah uh, who are stuck in the cave and meanwhile they're just launching the operation anyway yeah, they're already doing i'm kind of yeah. like are you just trying to get good pr coverage like the real pessimistic yeah. sad side of me is like this feels like a yeah, that's an weird. attempt like, to grab do that good shit, and then when you're ready be like yo we came up with something or just communicate like are you even talking to the people yeah and there? he's also kind of late to the party right they've like, already got like five people exactly out. i'm like this this here. feels weird to me um so i'd love to see musk try to compete with a room of people like obama franklin galileo i mean think about someone like galileo this guy has been a household name taught to every person who has ever gone to school across the whole world for centuries. Yeah. Franklin is a mythical figure in America's, you know, view of itself. And Obama is clearly going to be someone who's remembered throughout time. True. And to walk into a room with that kind of competition, I don't think Musk's yeah, used to like, that. Like, oh, cool, you got money. And I, I'd, I'd <laughs> love to see how he, he gets, he, he prepares himself for that, how he walks into the room and how he, he probably would clash, I imagine, with these three. Um, and throw in that element of pessimism about science. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd love to see that that clash and just see where it goes. I, I can get jiggy. I like that. I can get jiggy with it. And speaking again, jiggy, my person is Will Smith. Oh, interesting. Will Smith. Will Smith 
is maybe one of three people, not my grandma, that I could like, I would feel comfortable, 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 however you say the damn word, uh, calling a hero of mine. Mm. Because I remember being young. I remember the first time I saw Fresh Prince and this, the, the dude, he, he changed who I was. Like, he changed how I decided consciously to operate as V, as me. Like, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this bullshit. Oh, like, oh, I got to act a certain way around people who aren't my friends and family, who aren't a minority for the most part. And to see that, and it, it just felt, it, so many parallels felt so similar to me. To like the kid, you grow up in like quote unquote the hood, and then you get transplanted to like this wealthy area. Like born and raised in Compton, and then I went to the, the private school or whatnot. And there were always these things like, yo, how do I fit into this shit? Like this shit mm-hmm. feels weird. And to see him, and just to see on how he was, he was just him. Like I never felt like he was acting, and that to me was like really really cool. Cause like yeah, I know you're acting, you're reading lines and all that and whatnot. But it felt so authentic to ask, like, maybe if Will Smith, the person was actually in these scenarios, he probably would do the same things. Mm-hmm. And that, that was always super awesome to me. And then I started to just, like, you would hear more about him, read more about him, and just how he's just been, like, this thing of just, like, being positive. And I remember, like, he made music or whatnot. Like, people don't even – Will Smith won the first hip-hop Grammy. Him and Jazzy Jeff. Oh, they won the first Grammy for hip hop. Really? Yeah, like huh. it's. Like I didn't one, know that at all. Like, Pusha T had to bring that back up on his last album, and I'm like, yeah, like the dude is done. He's like accomplished like awesome shit. Like the summer, like the blockbuster, he very much like dominated. Oh, Independence that for, Day, yeah, uh, like, like he can go on and on. People don't even realize he's not even the star in Independence Day. Like he's not the focal point of the movie. Like, like not at all mm-hmm. and like his charisma and just who he is carried that movie so much and just made it this classic because i'm like yeah the latinx the independence day that came after the shit was horrible oh that was and no was I, like, I refused to watch it yeah, I was like, yeah. and will smith wasn't even in it yeah. right they killed him off yeah, in I'm some like, bullshit plane crash or something in the movie yeah it was like nuts. my man's just saved us all yeah we'll do him like this but it was just this thing that and just to see the roles he would take like ali that's always a role that just mm-hmm. like touches me and just see, like, damn, dude, you transformed. But just to always hear that he just like was always just like this positive dude, like this dude who just wanted to just do what he set his goals out to do. And I love that he's on Instagram now. It's like the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Like he's so good, and he drops mad knowledge. Like he just says things that one you probably know it, but to see someone that you like, yo, you look like me, or I feel like you've done something that's made my life easier in some way or whatnot and to just hear like these things of how he's i remember he made a comment he's like it's not that i felt like i was the most talented but i always knew like my will and my like determination was the thing like you might be more talented to me than me but i'm gonna work my ass like mm-hmm. i'm not going to stop until i get there and those are things that i do my best to identify with more and more and then not like oh yeah i can do this thing but it's going to take a lot more than that. And he just he just seems like someone who kind of like figured it out or if they didn't figure it out, figure things out, he's always been open to like 
I'm doing what I think is the best thing to do. And if it's not, then I'm willing to say like, oh, sorry, and then learn from it. And that's something like I would love to see in the mixture of Michelle Obama, Da Vinci, like Bernard Arnault, like and Will Smith, like that. I think it'd be like a crazy dynamic to see these folks like bouncing things off of each other and just seeing where stuff lands. I think that'd be awesome. What do you think you'd contribute personally to the conversation? You're in the room with these four folks. What would you talk about or what would you bring up? I would definitely say all the ignorant <laughs> stuff they wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just that they just too good to say. I'm definitely saying that. <laughs> nice. I'm definitely like, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> I'm definitely the one like, nah, I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, I also think I might, I think the only thing that I probably could add is listening. Because mm. it seems like there's a thing to all of those four people that I feel like the smart thing to do and the right thing to do would be to listen and then constantly ask either why that or how because I think there's like a wealth of knowledge that's just yo no there's no need for me to it, it's purely selfish on my end for me like nah if y'all want to know something from me y'all can ask me and I'll tell you but like you all have a wealth of knowledge that I think needs to be transferred, to be given. So you almost see yourself as like the moderator, yeah. asking the right questions, yeah. got in the conversation a little bit, but for the most part, and not saying And definitely the poking the bears. <laughs> of course. Just, eh, I don't know about that. I love how we have very different people, but that's a common theme in yeah. both of our setups here is purposely setting the stage for... You need it. A lot of conflict. Especially with those types of personalities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of conflict, that leads me to my last person, which uh, thus far everyone here has been, you know, a person of science, uh, at least as the common thread to hold them together, which is why I picked Pope John Paul II as my last one. Yo, um, just to have him walk in right during dessert. You know, these four folks have kind of started to get along a little bit, maybe. Well, it depends on how much Musk messes stuff up. <laughs> uh, he's, he's my wild card through and through. Everyone else, I can kind of predict what would happen, but Musk, I've got no fucking clue what he would do. Um, I, feel like he's more, I feel like he's more predictable than Benjamin Franklin. I don't know. Franklin, I, I can guess that, oh, yeah, he's going to be racist. He's going to freak out that Obama was president. And I, I feel like Obama would probably, I feel like... Chirac Obama would come out. I mean, like, now that he's not Lord, president, yeah, yeah you never. He won't be. Yeah, he might not be calm and collected like Barry he was. Else might give you that heat. You never know. But I have Pope John Paul coming in right at the end, um, mainly because it'd be it'd be fascinating, especially the dynamic that would immediately become apparent between him and and Galileo, mm -hmm. right? To see where the church has gone, yeah, and to get Galileo's perspective on how. Not a ton has actually changed. <laughs> um, not a lot, like at all. Um, we're talking about an organization. That, you motherfuckers still saying. <laughs> you got to give them credit, though. The church has lasted for for centuries and millennia. And, oh, they and got it, it, is, down. it. It has survived. They got um, it down. And it'd be fascinating too, because I think Pope John Paul, much like Francis, had this this element of not being the traditionalist pope. Yeah. And yet he really was the traditionalist pope. Like even with Francis today, like. Um, he, he speaks the right way to like make people think the church is really changing, 
but it hasn't really changed that much. It's, this is, I don't think, okay, I don't think that he speaks like the church is changing. I think he speaks like what he wants it to change too. Ooh, I don't know. I might push against that. I think I think Francis is an expert at manipulating the media, and he knows what to say in a way that doesn't oh, commit anything. But see, look, I don't know. I don't know if it's me wanting. See, that's where he gets you, though. Like, yeah, because... he wants you to want. Like, that's exactly where he's positioning mm. it, uh, and it's brilliant. I don't know. That's a tough one, because there there are certain things that he he says that like I I kind of just be like, yo, I think he really believes that. Maybe, but does he have the capacity to truly make that change? I don't think so. And See, that's my thing. And my thing is I don't think that he's speaking as to, like, I want this change to happen. I think he's just saying, like, this is what I think. And then because I'm the Pope, you motherfuckers go get in line. That's what I, that's what I think happens. Uh, I would say, like, 60-40 split. Mm, I would argue that Francis was chosen as a rebranding move by the Catholic Church when they realized they needed to expand their numbers. And it was a brilliant rebranding move. But you change the brand and you don't actually change you don't actually change the religion as much. You know, you put a new logo on there, you call it something different. Yeah, can, can religion change technically? No, right? Not really, can no. Like... There's certain things you can change, I guess. Like the Roman Catholic Church did like things like Vatican II, where they completely yeah. rewrote a lot of the rules. Uh, but Vatican II happened decades ago, and it's it's getting old. And uh, I wanted to put Pope John Paul in here as my last pick because a he's the Polish Pope, yeah. so you know my last name's Wisniewski. Um, so there's an element of of that uh, connection to him. Um, when I was being raised Catholic, a majority of that was under his his leadership. Um, and I just would love to see him look Galileo in the eye and, and say sorry, if, and if he could do that. And I think he would, he would. Uh, yeah, um, he seems like he But would. then also having him clash about science with the other four people in the room. It would just be a fascinating discussion. See, that's always the thing with me. It's funny when you, Pope John Paul, the last person I had was my grandma, and my grandma loved Pope John Paul to death. Really? Like, I believe she met him. I can't remember when it was, but she always had like this like rosary or whatnot. And I believe he had like blessed it or something like that for her. Mm-hmm. And my grandma, she was definitely a religious woman. The thing that I always struggle with with religion is I don't, I find it hard when you have a rule that says, thou shall not kill, but you had crusades. <laughs> Like, and you got just, there's like history of you just out here in these streets murdering motherfuckers. Like, where you have, like, what is it, the Church of England, they broke off because you didn't want to give homie an annulment. Like, I'm like, is that easy to just make some, like, fuck, Scientology, I just got to sue some IRS agents and then I can get my tax exemption? Like, that, those, that, that's the thing that does kind of get me, uh, because. I think one having my grandma there, I need a cook. I need somebody to cook. So they're all gonna be like, "Yo, this is the greatest food ever." But then just thinking about how you did Pope John Paul, and then the like religious aspect with that, it's intriguing because I think that to me science is always the the 
the study of like proving something true to be right, not to be wrong. And when I like constantly hear people like, oh, science is just like if like st- someone like believes in science, not even believe in science, like it's not a fucking religion. Like, oh no, this is real. Like, yo, dinosaurs existed. <laughs> like, the Earth isn't like six thousand years Believe old. Believe in science. Yeah, that's it, a good point. Yeah, yeah like, I never just, thought of it that way. It's a crazy thing. Like it always confuses me. Like, oh, you science believers. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, like it's a religion in itself. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, fam, you like got medicine. That's science. Like, you fucking driving a car. That's a form of like some engineering. That's fucking science. Like this shit is not just like a thing that just happens. So I would love like to see my grandma kind of just like sitting there and just talking and just her ability to have this with like she just saw things just she knew how to just she would see you and in seconds just she Mm -hmm. knew you she knew like the root of you and there was never a better listener there was never i learned uh, empathy because of her i shut it off for a while but (laughs) she was definitely that example of like just love like it's just like just love a motherfucker. If you were to pick like a theme for this discussion over dinner, I mean, I, I guess my my stab mm. at it would be uh, every pick you've had stem from you know just our personal chats off mm-hmm. off the podcast. Like this desire to be a creator, this desire to build something that is your own, and each of your picks seems to have that theme of someone who's you know what your grandma. I think it, it's like someone who's empowered you in the past a lot, and. Uh, you know, the other folks, like, a great admiration for what they've mm-hmm. built and done with their lives, like Michelle. Um, would that be your theme for the dinner, or wh- what would you pick if you had to pick one? I would say, why did you do it? Mm. To me, that's always the root of just, like, anything with me, because I had to stop and think the world, like, my end goal is to make the world's most diverse media company from, like, content we create to the people that work there to the talent that's in the content to the damn crew that helps make the content like it's just it looks like what the fucking world looks like and no one says the fucking word culture fit or our culture is unique like no one's fucking culture is unique like like, just just please i'm gonna tell y'all right here right now ain't none of this shit unique like to just hear like those types of things and the thing that drives me is and the root for me is like why I want to do it is because I feel like it's needed for the person that comes after me. Oh. Like they, someone's going to need that example. Someone's going to need that thing to look at and go like, yo, he had the balls to do it. But like they had the courage or just like the fuck you attitude to do it. And just to look at like all those people and just to go like, why? Like what made you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I have no problem making billions out of this and like being able to do and go wherever the hell I want. But for me, it, I really, really have this weird, uh, this weird like feeling of a burden to where I have to play a role in actively changing the perception of how people like me look. And it's like, I'm not going to not be me, but I'm going to do everything in my power to help you look at us differently. And I think if I can like, if if I set my goal as high as I possibly can, even if I don't hit it, because to me it's not about like accomplishing it, 
it's about like going forward and along the road that's the most important thing to me is how i do it how i navigate it how do i like interact with people who might not have like anything to give monetarily or business-wise but they're just a good person like how do mm. i do it? how do i treat that person instead of going like, oh shit you can't help me and then just fucking bye so it would be that it would be like why just why why do what you do when most of these people like they can just they could have chalked it up at a point in time like yo you're shit like, you're the top of where you are so why why keep doing it why like why after you hit that point to where you accomplished it, be it money, fame, whatever, when you hit that, like, okay, I got it, what made you keep doing it? It's a pretty good theme. Yeah. Like How about that. you? What would you have? Um, well, I keep bringing up science, too, with all my picks, and especially Pope John Paul. Yeah. Like, me picking him that, specifically. I would, I would pay to hear that. <laughs> like, ooh, that would be an interesting dessert. Uh <laughs> yes. To have him come in right at the end there. And uh, I'd say my theme is, is really built around this, this notion to me that um, people like to say, you know, going off of your theme of like uniqueness, right? And, and folks thinking they're unique when they're really not. And kind of acknowledging that this period of time is not as unique as we like to think it is. No, no, no. You know, this, this reliance on science, this reliance on this idea that facts matter. Um, you know, I, I think history is, is built around cycles. And in the past, you've had eras where people were, quote unquote, in a democracy. It wasn't a true democracy, but our first crack at it as a species was a couple thousand years ago um, with the Greeks and other, other city-states. And that experiment in democracy, I think, would, I could argue, was a, a massive failure. They got conquered by the Romans, and they became an empire. And yeah, yeah. The only folks who could vote uh, were, were, were folks who were male and owned property. Yeah, so it was yep. such a fucked-up version of democracy. Not even all the, the white guys were equal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, like, that has brought something up in my head, but it's going to be a crazy tangent. Ooh, we can explore it in just a second. Yeah, but my point being, it. like, this, this idea, though, that what we have today is guaranteed to keep going that we're we're somewhat free i'm free i would argue you're definitely not as free as i am yeah. obviously um so we still haven't even gotten it right today but we're, we're a step closer to that that final goal do you think so you think we're a step closer in the context of like the ancient greeks and things like that yeah i'd argue that we are a step closer thinking about it we're getting there. It's painful as fuck, but we're getting there. I know our perspectives are different. I feel like we have had very incremental steps. <laughs> They're very incremental. Like these, these shits are. And they also get lost really fast. Man, they are tiny as hell. the The one thing that would make me go like, "Damn," would be if the U.S. or federal fucking government just like issued an apology for slavery. <sighs> That I'd like if that happened, I shut up. I'd be like, it ain't shit I can say, y'all, because I don't know nothing. <laughs> if the U.S. government were to go to like Native Americans and like publicly be like, "Yo, we fucking committed genocide," sorry, no, it's not enough. Because I, I always get annoyed. People are like, "That's not enough." Like, yeah, motherfucker, it's not. It never will be. Like, it just won't be. 
Like, but the only thing that you can't get, they ain't gonna give them the damn country back. And they damn sure, what the fuck, they can't get, they ain't gonna give me shit. My thing is, look it, just go back, say, fuck what Andrew Jackson was on. Let me get that 40 acres <laughs> and that mule. And like, and just be like, sorry, y'all. I and do, I'll be cool with it. I know right now that sounds like an insane thing to expect from our government. Oh, that shit just, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do think a conversation like that is required to get over our original sin and actually bring together. Yeah, this is People this is my state. thing. This is why I love you to death, and I consider like how people who have listened to the previous episodes they like hit me up like, "Yo, this shit is mad dope." Because that alone, you got a white dude from Indiana and a black wizard from fucking Compton talking and having a good time, enjoying themselves. Like no one's mad or anything like that. And if someone was, like neither one of us, I feel would be wouldn't be man enough to be like, "Hey, I apologize," or just know it. And that, to me, is the thing as to why, like, nothing will fucking ever change until someone legit just goes, yo, we have, the U.S. is the greatest at fucking erasing its history. Yes. Like, I don't know how many people, like, know that we had internment camps for Japanese people and shit. Oh, we conveniently forget that one. Like, I'm like, fam, I was talking to someone and someone I know, older Japanese fellow, he did, he was talking about like what's going on with like Im- immigration and like the deportation. How people are being families are separated and whatnot. And he was just looking. He was just like, "Oh, it just reminds me of the internment camps." And it fucked my mind up because like I knew it, but like the mm-hmm. six people who were with us were like, "Huh?" I'm like, "How the fuck do y'all not know that?" Right. But I'm like, "Oh shit, they didn't teach y'all that at all." Depends on where you went to school. Yeah, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. If you wasn't curious, I'm like, one, if I wasn't curious, and then if I didn't have a brother who's fucking Japanese, like, I would have, I probably would have never known that. And a lot of the country you learn about the Civil War is a war over state rights. Yeah, I'm like, f- f- like, yo, for real, like, come on now. When I can read you the speech from, uh, you know, the head of the Confederacy, yeah. he made it pretty damn clear what that what war was about. Jefferson Park ass Davis ass. Like, he yo. Uh, was very upfront about why they declared war. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing with like this dinner. I feel like I would get enough of an understanding or I would get be able to be put on a path that's just like it's kind of like getting just fucking like rocket fuel in my engine. Just like, yeah, cool. And I don't know. I, 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 there's something to that. I, I wholeheartedly believe nothing will ever change until you start acknowledging the wounds. Yes. Right? Until you start going like, yo, we fucked up. You know, for me, the, my picks also were opening up that wound of what happens when you persecute people for science like with Galileo. And what, what roads you go down when, yeah. you know, today when we tell the, the you know the CDC; they can't use certain words like, like evidence-based, like, and um, and then there was another recent report too. Uh, I was reading this in Forbes of all places about how like uh, the Department of Homeland Security was putting together a database tracking like journalists and their social media posts. Yeah, I'm like 1984-esque stuff. You got some communism um, again? Or and, we got like was it Marxist? <laughs> and just like a week and a half ago, you had a shooting of journalists, you know, standing up for what they believe in. I mean, we're at a, in a pretty extreme time, and I wanted to pick some pretty extreme guests uh, to represent that for me in my dinner picks. And it pisses me off a decent amount of time when I'm talking. Like It's hard for me now to engage in conversations that don't necessarily have something that's going on in the world today. Yeah. 
I'm like, yo, I get the mind-numbing bullshit enough. Like, I want to hear your perspective. I want to hear what's going on with you. I have, I got mad Mexican friends. And a dear friend of mine that I grew up with and went to grade school with and everything, still talked to him and whatnot, his fucking uncle and aunt just got deported. I'm like, they've been in this country for like 35, 40 fucking years. What the fuck make you think like, it ain't this shit. Like, these are like stand-up individuals who are over here running their own businesses and shit. Like, people are employed by them. Like, non-minority people are employed by them. Like, this, it's like bonker shit to just go like, yo. So you mean and tell me this entire 30-year-plus they were here, y'all were cool with it. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, nope. I take my country back, like motherfucker. This shit was never yours, mm-hmm. but it, it's those things that just happen, and it's just like these things never get acknowledged. And that leads me to my like probably one of my last questions for this this podcast. But when you talk about this apology, right? Of I'm sorry for what happened. I'm sorry for slavery. I'm sorry for what we did in the Americans. Do you imagine in that who's the race of this person saying I'm sorry? This this future president is it? Is to it a me, white person? Is I, it a black I, person? Honestly, what do you think? I don't care. I don't wait. You just want to hear it. I I don't care as long as it's not a black person. Ah, gotcha. It better not be a black person apologizing for they fuck shit. Oh yeah, Obama could never, and nor should he ever apologize. The for one them. thing that, that should have did, he should have gave us reparations. He should have pushed that shit through. I'm like, yo, you should have did that. Ooh, I don't know if that would have been possible at all. I mean, it, it, it's all almost kind of. It more than likely we're really late, but I would have loved like. His last term, Obama should have just threw middle fingers up like, fuck y'all, we about to do what we want to do. But he didn't do that shit. That's my one thing with him. I'm like, yo, uh. But the apology would need, my thing is, and this could be the easiest apology of all fucking time because all the people who started this shit are fucking dead. Yeah, (laughs) they're gone. My thing is, yo, you can blame it on the dead guys. That's literally the thing that reinforces most of my like, oh y'all don't give a damn about me. Because y'all not y'all got the easiest out of all time. Look, you know you like worship the constitution and shit. We just like think it's the greatest thing ever. And with that being said, some shit happened. We did we we did some foul shit. I'm sorry. Like, we're sorry. It happened. The U.S. is recognizing this, that we did this. Like, I don't see Germany running away from, like, fucking Nazi stuff. They're like, no, it happened, and we will not let this shit happen again. Like, boom, I am with it. I can rock with you. But this shit, these motherfuckers walking around like, oh, no, we're not racist, but we making sure you motherfuckers can't get jobs or we're putting you in prisons at a rate like 30 times anyone else or the the drugs that you might normally or that are traditionally considered a drug you use we make Mm -hmm. sure that those are have like stiffer penalties and stuff like that i'm like yo at the end of the day this shit come down to money this shit come down to fear and money so if you want to make more bread let us do our goddamn thing and then tax it. <laughs> yeah, if the white unemployment rate was the same as the black unemployment rate, we'd have be an riots in like the, the streets. Now, um, there'd be a whole different kind of focus on solving that problem. It'd be night and day. Man. Um, and Ooh. weed's been legal for white folks for years. Not um, a problem. Like, so, I mean, to answer my own question, I, I'd say it almost have to be a white 
white man, preferably, frankly. Uh, oh, yeah, it got to be a white man. He got to have blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I want Hitler to be mad as fuck when you hear that. <laughs> I think, I, I, I hate to admit it, but it'd be like, yeah, it's got to be a white guy. It's got to be a white guy uh, to say sorry for that stuff. Um, I want, like, an Abercrombie Fitch-looking motherfucker. That's <laughs> I want, like, that. He's definitely in the polo club. Oh, like, man. And I want him to look red when he's saying the apology. <laughs> like, I need oh, that. that's crazy. Like, it has to be that. <laughs> and then I got to be the person to take a picture with him when, like, he got to sign it. And then I got to just hold it up and take a picture. Like, it's a yes. Do you think it's going to happen? Shit. Yes. I think it will happen. I think it's going to happen when all the old people die. Mm. Do you think it's going to be like a millennial, someone in our generation, or is it going to take another generation? I think it's going to be the generation after us. Got it. The generation after us, when we old as shit and they running things, they'll be the ones that are going to be smart enough. No, not even smart enough. They're going to be the ones who are empathetic enough. To just say we need to just acknowledge this. I think you're right. We, we got to be like the bridge generation, if you will, to yeah. fix all the stuff that's messed like, up. We're the millennial generation. I'm like the ones after us, like the kids after us. Those are the ones who are like when I'm going to shows, like and I'm going out and whatnot, and I'm seeing it. Like even when I like I talk to someone, and they might be younger than me. I had a conversation with this lady. She was a few. She was maybe like five, six years younger than mm-hmm. me. Gorgeous woman, super, super cool. And I'm just talking to her, and me, I'm a black dude, she's a white woman. I, in my brain, I've been programmed to know there's a dynamic there. There's going to be, think people are going to look a certain way, it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's not nearly as much as it was before, but to talk to her, it, it blew my mind because we were just talking and just having a cool conversation, and we ended up exchanging info, but she like asked me and she was like, yo, I really love having like conversations with you. Like, this is really cool. Let's do it again. And then it was just interesting to just see like, I, at no point did I feel like she was thinking like, oh, I'm talking to a black guy. And I'm like, yo, that gener- they're, they are far more open. They are far less like, Get the f- like why come- are you a cool person? Like, are you an asshole or not? <laughs> and like that seems to be the criteria. Yeah. I talked to my younger cousins and whatnot. They're like, nah, he sucks. He he just seemed like a really mean dude. I'm like, oh shit, damn. <laughs> like that wasn't our criteria back then. It was like, yo, was was good. But yeah, I think it'll happen. But I think it'll be the generation or two after us. So we need to make sure you know the planet's not destroyed by then. Yeah, we might be like floating in skyscrapers. But like. So yeah, we, we got a lot of the millennial generation has a lot to figure out. We've they got global warming and all these social issues. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna clean it up. It's gonna be rough, but once these we baby boomers and shit get the fuck out of here, I'm like, All right, cool. <laughs> My uncle said something to me. And I was like, "It's you old motherfuckers who fucking it up for us." I'm talking about like oh participation. Like who the fuck were the parents of these kids that got the participation? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo ass was fighting for that oh, participation man. award, so shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you did it. We inherited it. I loved how our list was were so different and yet shared pretty common themes too. Yeah. Especially that first pick. That was yeah, that was that, fun. That, I was not, I was and, not then, for that one. and then Da Vinci and Franklin and Galileo, like we had a very yeah, it was, it was I definitely want to get Da Vinci high. <laughs> get Da Vinci Da Vinci might be saying some wow shit when he high. And I just want to catch Michelle when she like Oh, I mean, Queen Obama, when she's just like, just, just 
kicking it. Just telling Sasha and Malia, y'all better not leave that shit outside. Like, I, I want to catch that. Like, it ain't nothing <laughs> like it ain't nothing like that. Snaps, thank you, Joe. Appreciate. Oh, this you. Is great chat. This I is, love this. This is really good. fun. Good times. All right, Muggles, we did this joint. I fucked up and I didn't put a timer up, but I don't care because this shit was a good conversation. Oh yeah, we ended up talking about an, a future Amber Crombie and Finch president slash leader of Yo, some sort, apologizing for America's original sin. Like I'd say that's a I'm pretty damn good I'm chat. Ball my eyes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just keep just keep listening, folks. You can just holler at your boy. Shout out to everybody. I hope y'all living well, living right. Keep it good. Keep it tight. You want to shout out anybody, Joe? We'll get Joe to send a shout out. No, my, my folks are coming in town next week. Word. They are. Oh, you're going to meet them. Oh, oh shit. Oh, man. Papa I think Mama Joe. I think we just came Yo, up with. Yo, let's go. Oh, you're so meeting them. So shout out to my mom and dad. Let's do this. They're going to meet you. Hell and yeah. we're going to talk about it on this podcast Yo, after it happens. Oh, my God. Drinks. I didn't even think this of the this. This greatest shit ever. I should have thought of this, and I just now thought of it. When they get in? Uh, they're coming in next Wednesday, Hell and they're here yeah. over the weekend. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. We've got to get something. We're going to oh. make this happen. <laughs> I'm about to be Mama and Papa Joe. Indiana in the building right now, y'all. Hey, if you're listening to this in the car, be safe, though. Don't text and drive. If you got an iOS device, let that um, do not disturb while driving stay on. Also, use your signal when you're switching lanes. <laughs> Shit is very, very People don't real. Do that. It's crazy. Um, if you're riding your bike and you listen to this, I don't really have no instructions for you. Just be safe. It's hot out in these streets. Uh, shout out to Vince Staples. And I just want everybody to proceed with caution. When you see a wizard in the street, say hi. I'm not opposed to hugs. Don't pat me on the back when you hug me, though. That's just weird. Like, just embrace the hug. Like, hold it. Like, why are you patting me? Like, I'm not choking. Like, that shit don't even work. Anyhow, I love y'all. It's cold world. You ain't got no blanket. And these blankets ain't cheap, y'all. Swerve.